Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host, my name is Steve. Joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, the real national treasure, Hannah Martin. Hannah, how are you doing this week? Wow, I love that. (laughs) That made me feel so much better. Not that I've had a bad week. I was going to say, we've had a pretty good week. We had, let me just say right off the top, we had a ton of fun this week filming and editing a shot-for-shot homemade indoors COVID remake. Yeah, COVID will do that to you. (laughs) The trailer of National Treasure. So go to our Instagram at I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. Nick is spelled N-I-C-K. I I Know Why the Nick Caged Bird Sings. Uh, And check out our most recent post as of today, which is a side-by-side comparison of the trailer. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, We we had fun. We had a great time filming that. Yeah, so at some point we'll insert the audio from the trailer into this Mm -hmm. episode. But before we do... How we usually start is, of course, introduce the movie. But this movie needs no introduction. None whatsoever. Everybody's seen... It speaks for itself. National Treasure. <laughs> and if you haven't, what are you doing? What are you doing? And if you haven't seen National Treasure and you want to watch it for the first time in the comfort of your own home with maybe some familiar voices on in the background, take a look at our bonus episode that'll go up immediately after this episode. And that will be a full-length commentary for the movie National Treasure. So you can listen to us very faintly in the background, or you can listen to the movie in the background if you're interested in us breaking down. Or listen to us at full blast, like I know that you want to. Absolutely. Dance to us (laughs) like you would music. No music. Right. (laughs) No rhythm. No. No. (laughs) Just our banter. (laughs) (laughs) So more of this kind of stuff is on the commentary if you are interested. So this week's episode is going to seem a little different from our other episodes. And short as well. Probably a little shorter. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's get some of the housekeeping stuff out of the way. The year is 2004 for National Treasure. We all know the the plot. He has to steal the Declaration of Independence. It's an action-adventure thriller. He has to. He has to. He must. No other choice. So an incredible watch. Hannah, you mentioned it on the commentary, but I forget. What are some of the ratings and rankings for this movie? So this movie has a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb and then a measly 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's far too low. There are a ton. This movie's horrible. And and I mean a ton (laughs) of historical and scientific inaccuracies in this movie. But it is just so much fun. So, like, enjoyable. It's incredible, this movie. (laughs) It is light. It is just easy. You know what? Something that I don't think we mentioned on the commentary was that this movie is rated PG. Yep. It's one of the rare modern PG-rated movies, let alone an actually good... An action movie as and well. An action movie. Yeah, you're right. So this movie was uh, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, directed by John Turtletaub, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Turtle time, yeah. <laughs> and uh, both of those guys, I believe, had a heavy hand in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. So Correct. this is a Disney flick. Um, before we, what we usually do is Hannah gives some background information, then I go through the movie Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene. We're not going through the movie scene by scene, and we also relayed a lot of information on the commentary. Right, so I don't want to repeat too much. Were there any highlights that you feel are worth mentioning here, anything we left out? I think at this point in time, we should play the audio from the trailer. Yeah, good good reminder. And then we'll 
and then we'll share some tidbits and facts about the movie. We'll get into the uh, rankings of the scenes. Yeah. Um, the, awards. And the awards. Perfect. Sounds great. Please enjoy the audio from the trailer. It is the most spectacular treasure in history. It was brought to the New World by Columbus and hidden by our founding fathers. Never to be seen again. You're treasure hunters, aren't you? We're more like treasure protectors. To this day, the clues they left are all around us. On the dollar bill is an encryption. Try to tell me something. And for Benjamin Franklin Gates, every generation in all family has searched for the treasure. They'll lead to an adventure 2,000 years in the making. You think there is a treasure map on the back of the, the Declaration of Independence? Where is your proof? We don't have it. Did Bigfoot take it? I'm gonna steal it. What? I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Uh, Ben? From producer Jerry Bruckheimer and director John Turtletob. What do you see? There's more to the riddle. The secrets. Hey, who wants to go through the creepy tunnel first? Will all be revealed. Tell me where the next clue is. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> National treasure. Do you trust me? Yes. <sighs> What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made all that audio with our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> it it was it was an adventure, that's for sure. <laughs> so much fun. So anyhow. we learned how to use GarageBand or not GarageBand, iMovie, um, iMovie for the yeah. first time. So it wasn't. We that did hard. something educational this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, so. Like we said, after that trailer, are there any, like I said, any any fun facts about the movie that are worth yeah, mentioning? There's plenty. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about the budget. Yeah. Because in these huge action movies, you're going to expect some type of Mongo budget. Um, the budget was $100 million flat. And the movie grossed over $347 million. So yeah, it that's huge. Triple and a half. Yeah, which... <laughs> 3.5 times... Easy, Which is rare, right? Yeah, well, it easily made its money back. I wouldn't mm -hmm. say that these days it's particularly rare, but maybe back then, you know, the I Avengers... for, like, a non-Avengers movie, I was going that's to That's what say. I was going to say. Avengers, Harry Potter, some of the other Warner Brothers, like, yeah. DC movies will make their money back And those easily. are series movies. Exactly. Or, what would they call that? Like A, a standalone action movie, you mean? No, instead? like... Um, yeah, Just, part of a series. Right, part yeah. of a series. Yeah, exactly. So those movies will have a big action budget and then make it back, but this movie was a standalone action movie. It was, and I know that there... At the time. Is, yeah, there's a sequel, um, but originally it was intended for it to just be a standalone movie. And right. then they found the commercial success of the movie to be so great that they decided, hey, it might be worth the money to make a second one. And they went ahead and did it. And... As of May, it's been, they've been kind of teasing this since like 2016. Mm -hmm. But as of May of 2020 this year, it has been confirmed that a National Treasure 3 is in the works. Wow. And, so, and, okay. A TV show casting a younger cast on Disney Plus is also in the works. Wow. So, how do you do that, right? So a National Treasure 3 is in the works, you said, correct? Yeah. So you would have to get the cast back. Yeah, you have to. 
easy. You pay a bunch of money, people would go see it. It's yeah. become a cult classic it, at this point. I would see it at midnight. Well, do you and I still do that. We would have to see it. We'd be contractually obligated. <laughs> <laughs> do people still do that? Like line up at midnight, dress up. Midnight premieres have moved to like seven p.m. at this point. Really? <laughs> Yo, do people yeah. still dress up though? Like yeah, in, you know, in like two thousand seven Harry Potter style. Yeah, yeah I dressed up for avengers i dressed up for harry potter okay yeah so we're really cool yeah we're a bunch of nerds don't worry about it <laughs> you you know this already if you've seen the trailer <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously this is how we spend our holiday weekend so how do you do the tv show though do you do something like a limitless where you just get Nicolas cage for one scene in the pilot episode and then you're off and running with another cast of characters do you ignore it altogether or I do mean, you say it's their children? God knows he could use the work, so <laughs> he might sign on for it. That's um, true. But I think you're probably right where he'll be in like in Fuller House as well, which I only watched the first episode because then I heard that like the 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 original cast really isn't in the rest of it except for like Candace Cameron Burr, who I don't care about. Like I only care about Uncle Jesse. Right. <laughs> all you want is the eye candy of John Stamos. That's all I, that's all I care about. Oh, and and the eye candy of Dave Coulier. Yeah, fuck Dave Coulier. <laughs> he was on the most recent season of Celebrity Worst Cooks in America and he was the so most annoying. annoying person. Anyhow, sorry, just kidding. What a caricature of a human. Yeah. Um where was I? <laughs> Candace Cameron Bure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So I think she's in the rest of she is. You know, the so series, is Jody but Sweden. like, yeah, I don't care about them. So I only watched the first episode hoping that the rest of it would, would, would have more of the original cast and it doesn't. So maybe it'll be the same way. That's fair enough. Yeah. Come back for the, for the yeah. major milestone Get episodes. Nick, Diane, Justin, we're all on first name basis. Ooh. You get Sean Bean in an episode. Incredible. Yeah. He didn't die in this. <laughs> I know. He does. He's died so many times. <laughs> Any other background info that you think is worth sharing? So we talked about this a little bit. I see. I don't want to repeat too much, but I think right. it's it's worth mentioning that this movie was originally planned to be released in summer of two thousand. Um, it was based on a concept by some marketing heads in Disney, and they had worked on it. Um, they worked with DreamWorks on it. They were workshopping things for for a while. Nine writers, nine, Steve, were hired between 1999 and 2003 in an attempt to streamline the story. So that means that like the original plot must have just had so many holes, way more than are in this movie, which is riddled with plot holes. (laughs) Or I wonder if it went the other way. Like the plot had, it was so long because the original cut the director said was like four hours. Mm, But that wasn't the writing, that was the original cut. But still, I wonder if the original cut was so lengthy and detailed and convoluted so that it didn't have plot holes that you had to bring more people in to say, like, no, 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 this will work. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> We'd have to look at what the other writers have done. Yeah, so this is what it says. Nine writers were hired between 99 and 2003 in an Jesus. attempt to streamline the story, which sees codebreaker Benjamin Franklin Gates, Nick Cage, pursuing the stash of riches squirreled away by Benjamin Franklin and his Freemason cohorts. <laughs> That's how they're describing like the plot. Yeah. Would you is that would you call it squirreled away? No, I wouldn't have used the word squirreled <laughs> away. It's it's a hidden treasure. Yeah. They I, didn't squirrel it anywhere. Yeah, no, I've heard worse like recaps of movies, <laughs> maybe even on this podcast, but so it's not the worst, but it is not great. 
so the director spent three years in development before starting the production. So he had kind of been involved in, I guess, like the hiring of the nine writers, but in the four years that they were writing it. And he um, shared that getting Nick Cage was, was really worth the wait for them. Mm. Yeah. And I think it shows, I can't imagine this movie being as successful with anybody else. No. I think I get he's the, perfect in this role. I, Whatever this role is, mm-hmm. and we mentioned it in the commentary, but we don't really feel that, like, we kind of say this in a lot of his movies where he's kind of just a guy, yeah. but at least in this case, he's just an arrogant guy. Like, his one personality trait is just an overwhelming sense of arrogance and entitlement. Yeah, and I think this movie has become so successful with a cult following because it's Nicolas Cage. Like, right. if this were Brendan Fraser... No, this one, no. Yeah. It wouldn't... People would still be like, oh, the guy from The Mummy, not the guy from National Treasure, yeah. even though they're similar roles. You know right. what I mean? Like, if he did both is what I mean. Because that's kind of what it seems like Nick Cage's character is trying to be. Mm-hmm. Like an adventurer mm-hmm. type. Yeah, like an Indiana Jones of like sorts. In, exactly. But a little bit more highbrow than Indiana Jones, yeah. but yeah. With technology. With technology and wears tuxedos and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He loves to tux. He, <laughs> that's another thing. He said in multiple um interviews that he kind of just did this so that he could wear a tuxedo (laughs) (laughs) and not so many words (laughs) yeah and he didn't have to shave his chest which we know is his greatest sacrifice crimea river i know right um so yeah i I guess we can talk about the fact that this does have like a cult following Mm, um so interesting and also kind of expected after this movie came out like security at the national archives had to go way up because even though like i highly doubt that they really exposed the true way that you can get into and and steal this document people would probably want to try oh totally (laughs) totally i mean memes weren't a big thing back then but People oh, I'm today, going to steal the Declaration of Independence would be like the biggest meme. And it, like people are do, are <laughs> like trying storming, to do, uh, yeah, like Area storming Area 51. 51. It's a real life meme, and so people would try to steal the Declaration of Independence as a meme. That yeah, absolutely it would be like on TikTok. Oh, me, totally. Me trying to steal the Declaration of Independence, and then the TikTok would just be somebody like interacting with a guard who's like, "You can't come past here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they. They talked to um, a security guard with the American Security Programs, which is contracted by the archives. And he, he said that we in the business call it, quote unquote, that movie. We just get a lot of questions so about the, the film. the reporter from what you're reading from interviewed, interviewed okay. not a the, security guard. Okay, not the writers of the movie. Clearly. No, 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 no. <laughs> this reporter in the article that I read. Right. Because okay. it was talking about how yeah. this has become a cult classic. Mm-hmm. You know, people are thinking more about conspiracy theories yeah. about our founding fathers. Maybe, maybe there is something on the back. <laughs> um, that's another thing to mention. There is actually something on the back. And, yes. and uh, Diane uh, Kruger's character kind of alludes to it. And she says the only thing that it says on the back is like originally documented July 4th, 1776. Whoa. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday. Originally, yeah, so that's all it says, and apparently it's, like, upside down and at the bottom, and the rationale behind that is that if you roll it into a scroll and that label's on the outside, you know what scroll it is. Yeah, you can tell it apart from all those other other major documents. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got so many scrolls lying around. We did this joke on the commentary. (laughs) leather. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I feel like every industry has that movie 
uh, a little peek behind the curtain. I am a scientist, particularly geneticist, and every geneticist has Talks seen the Gattaca. movie Gattaca, and they talk <laughs> about it being that movie. And not for its inaccuracies. They actually got a lot right in that movie. But hey, special shout out to our followers on Podbean, our, our podcast host, Hawkeyes. They do what we do, but with Ethan oh, Hawke. Oh, yeah, shout out <laughs> to you guys. can talk a little bit about... A little bit about Nick's like rationale for taking the role. Oh yeah, I don't I don't know this actually. Yeah, so well, obviously it was a high budget Bruckheimer. He probably film, got paid a lot so of money. He, yeah, I'm sure he did. Mm-hmm. I wish that it told you. I How guess I could mean? find it. Yeah, somewhere. they have they have some reports. Sometimes it it depends. Yeah, and there are like industry standards that you can extrapolate from. Right. Yeah, like you can look up a CEO's salary like i would love to be able to look up just anyone's salary (laughs) all right creep (laughs) it is intriguing sure um but mostly actors you know right because they make a ton of money right because we know athletes salaries so why do we not know actor salaries just things like that anyway anyway um when approached with the material nick cage was not quite sure that it would be believable which is a I mean, fair. yeah. It's very fair. Duh. It's not believable at all. Um, he said, I think that the very thing that made me trepidatious was the same thing that intrigued me, which is the idea of a man going in and stealing the Declaration of Independence. I thought, this doesn't seem very plausible, and how could this actually be pulled off? <laughs> I met with John Turtletop, the director, and he said, but that's what's interesting about it. He, Your character is very audacious. He's bold. And Jerry Bruckheimer always brings a great group of technical advisors to do the research and try to figure out exactly how to make it within the context of the film seem as believable as possible. And I got to do it in a tuxedo. So that was interesting to me. Okay. So it was, it might've even been a joke towards the end there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But that, no, that's, that's a good point that he brought up. I can't believe I'm saying those words, but yeah, he's like, (laughs) that's a good point that he made. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, this makes no sense. Why would I do this? And then it's like, well, it's a big, bold character and Jerry Bruckheimer's behind it. So you go, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I think he had a lot of fun filming this movie. He said, for me, it was just like being a kid again. At the end of the day, it's impossible. At certain times, not to on the set, take a look at yourself. I look at where I'm standing and I go, I'm still in the backyard playing like I'm a treasure hunter. It's very much the spirit of playfulness that children have. And it's a great way to not have to grow up. No, that's cute. Yeah. Well, the lost boy. Lost boy, <laughs> Nicholas Nicky. Cage, lost sad, boy. Sad boy, lost boy, Nicky. He wasn't really sad boy, Nicky in this Never. movie. No, he was too arrogant. Oh, yeah. Smug. <laughs> Should we get into a little bit about the movie? Because that is something that we mentioned in the commentary a lot is I always forget when I watch this movie just how smug Nick Cage's character is. We can talk is. about it. Remind me that like the last thing <laughs> I want to talk about is this is the last movie in 2004 that comes out and something important in his life happens in 2004. So I just want to make sure that, we, oh, that okay. I talk about that before we get on to like the awards. Okay, yeah, well, we won't move right into the awards, and and we're not going to do scene by scene because everybody's seen this movie, and we did a full commentary. So that really the only things that I wanted to mention that we pointed out in the commentary is that how smug this character is, and also that I always forget... jumps to conclusions, too. Oh, oh my God. Well, that, for sure. (laughs) He's like... Like, he extrapolates the the... smallest bit Uh of detail from something, and then just makes like 14 inferences based upon that and mm-hmm. then like comes to a conclusion. What really struck me was when they're on the Charlotte in the beginning of the movie <laughs> and he reads the the riddle and instead the journey of journey to see the treasured past. <laughs> and instead of just knowing who Matlack was and that there's Oh not a, that part, sorry. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's a different part, good call. But so instead Matlab. of just knowing who Matlack oh, is Matlack, yeah. 
and knowing that the doc- Declaration of Independence was signed by 55 or 56 people, we can get into that if we want. But oh my God. he Sorry. goes, he goes, why did he say iron pen? Because yeah. iron is strong. It's, it's resolved. It's, it's it, firm. No, no. Like, what do you do? It's aren't resolved. You, aren't you a historian? <laughs> Haven't you been chasing this your entire life? What an idiot. Oh my God. But so I wanted to mention that in his arrogance and also that when the FBI raids his house, something again that we always forget is that he has a degree in mechanical engineering from, from MIT, MIT. A, de- a bachelor's degree in American history from Georgetown. And then he went to the U.S. Naval Academy for diving yes. and maritime something or other. Which that scene in his apartment is a way... It's like a quick second. It's to write off all the stupid shit that happens in this movie. Absolutely. It's like, oh, well, he's studied a wide variety of things. Therefore, he is an expert in everything. Yeah, he knows history. And why does he know that ships and tombs have bunkers for oh, air mechanical drafts? engineering. Because, you know, I'm going to... I have... I have a ton of friends who did mechanical engineering. I'm going to have to ask them if yeah. that's like what they learned in undergrad. Yeah, I've got like a cousin who's a history professor. I'll have to ask him about everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, oh, we want a scene where he makes a dramatic jump into the water, but he might not survive that because it's a really tall jump. Well, let's make him a diver. It's like, it's yeah. just stupid. <laughs> just ways to get to like make the plot make some sense i guess yeah exactly so that's all i really wanted to mention about the movie unless you wanted to mention anything else before you talk about what's going on in his life and like i said no i mean yeah if if you're really that curious about more facts about the movie i mean you can listen to our commentary it's long but yeah. You know, what else do you have to do? Exactly. It's COVID. Exactly. You should be at home. You should still be inside and you should still be washing your hands and you should definitely, definitely, definitely still be wearing a mask. Oh, for sure. And if you haven't started wearing a mask, start wearing one. Yeah, it's never too late to start. Yeah. As I think we need to normalize changing our opinions when other mm. facts are presented. Oh to man, us. we're getting on the soapbox now. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we're getting preachy. People are tuning off. Ugh, sorry guys. I know. All right, last thing I'll mention, 2004, Please. monumental year in uh, young Nikki's life. Not He's not that young, actually. Um, he crossed paths with a fan, Alice Kim, when he ate at an L.A. restaurant called oh, Kabuki, geez. where she worked as a waitress. She was a fan of his. I think I said that already. They got married a mere two months later in order for her to travel with him to South Africa oh, to film God. the movie Lord of War. Oh, my God. And then they got divorced 11 years later in 2016. They share a son, Cal L, named after Superman. Oh, my God. Well, so that's the year. Two months later, this seems this is his shtick. He meets a woman and then just marries her on the spot. So up till now, his only ex-wife is Patricia Arquette. Or no. No. Presley. Uh, Lisa uh, Marie. Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. Patricia Arquette. Patty. <laughs> Patty. Patty and Lisa. Lisa. And now, what was her name? Alice. Alice. I was she's thinking... She's just a waitress. Well, not just... I don't mean it no, like no, that. No, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. She's not an actor. She wasn't Why famous. would she... I guess Cal is a reasonable name, but Cal L is Superman's Kryptonian name. So everybody knows Superman as Clark Kent, but on his home planet, he would have been called Cal L. It's better than Elon Musk's baby's name. Oh my God. XY24. <laughs> yeah. Like... The symbol that Prince symbol. used. Yeah. <laughs> 
dollar sign. Oh, wow. Okay, so we'll talk more about their relationship when they throughout his life and, and when his child is born and when they get divorced. But I'm actually kind of surprised that they made it 11 years. Me too. That's, that's a lot. It's his longest relationship. For only knowing each other for two months? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. So he has two sons. Yes. And but the Kal-El wasn't born yet in 2004. Right, not for a while. Because I think Kal-El is He's pretty still young. relatively young. Mm-hmm. He's like under 10, up. I think. Yeah, I don't think he was born yet. But yeah, I agree. I'll have to look it up. Cool. <laughs> All right. Nick Cage Awards. Let's do some Nick Cage Awards. Let's, Let's do it. Blast right through it here. <laughs> First thing, best supporting actor. Ooh, Riley. (laughs) That's another thing we mentioned a lot in the commentary is just Riley is always the smartest, most normal person in the room, but everybody treats him like an absolute moron. (laughs) He's like, oh, why don't we just do this thing? And they're like, Riley, you moron. (laughs) It's like Riley gets these weird ass glasses. He's like, what do we do with these? And Nick Cage is like, you look through them, you idiot. (laughs) It's like, that's a reasonable question okay poor i like riley. riley poor riley best dressed right. i'm between the we're, two but yeah, i know so where we're, you're going we're between two we're between at the beginning when we first see him get out of the snowmobile when he's on his way to excavate the charlotte he from like the from feet up they show him mm, yes. he's got on snow boots and then i guess like snow pants or something he has on he has on a big black Canada goose jacket, very mm. expensive jacket. <laughs> Hundred million dollar budget. Yeah, with a um, fur collar, which like frames his head really nicely. Mm. That luscious, not so luscious hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible hair. That awful, awful hair, and then black sunglasses, Ugh. and then just the look that he gives is so stupid. So good. <laughs> Okay, I like so that as that. best friends. The, like other, the other one is when he's sitting in Diane Kruger's office and his collar comes out over yeah, the jacket. Yeah, he's just wearing a black suit with a white shirt underneath where the butt, it's not buttoned like nearly high enough <laughs> and the collar just pops out. It's so dumb. I think the snowmobile. I think the snowmobile outfit. I agree. Worst Nick Cage scene. Now I know what I want. I told you. Oh yeah, I hate that scene too. So there's a scene after the car chase from the National Archives Gala where he's pulled over and it's him, Riley, and Diane Kruger, and he's just being an absolute arrogant prick to Diane Kruger, even though he just basically kidnapped her. He tells her shut up like seven times. Oh, it's so annoying. And <laughs> yeah, then she falls like in love that with scene him. Either. Yeah. Best Nick Cage scene. I'm going to steal the declaration it's classic. of independence. It has to be. It, it can be nothing else. No. Okay. Best Nick Cage scream. And once we decide, I can insert the clip for the audience. It's the one near the end. Yeah, where he tries to fake like they've lost to yeah. Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah. that one. It's gorgeous. But there are no more clues. That's it, okay? It's over. End of the road. The treasure's gone. Moved. Take it somewhere else. Now, finally, the most nouveau shamanic moment. Cheerio. <laughs> My contender was going to be, again, the scene where they discover the spectacles. And he just does a really quick point at Riley and goes, spectacles. <laughs> but Cheerio I works. I think Cheerio. Okay. That whole moment is a little awkward. 
incredibly. Yeah. <laughs> very Nick Cage. That yeah. whole, that that little moment is very Nick Cage, and that's what the award should be. Yeah. Okay. Where you don't know where it's going to go. That's right. the other thing. Like it's that that element of surprise with the Cheerio at the end. Never expected that. Right. Well, the first time I saw this movie. <laughs> Not the fiftieth. Okay. Important question. Oh. Where are we ranking this? I thought you were going to say, would you watch this again? I would say tomorrow in a heartbeat. I know you. I don't need to ask you that. I'm going to watch it when we hang up. (laughs) Hang up. Hang up. Yeah, we're on the phone. (laughs) Hey, what's up? (laughs) Um, Where are we ranking this? Near the top. It's National Treasure. Okay, near the top, you say. Near the top, please. (laughs) So our top five is as follows. Vampire's Kiss, Deadfall, Leaving Las Vegas, Face Off, Adaptation. Between Deadfall and Leaving Las Vegas. Wow, so number three. It's, Steve, it's fucking national treasure. I know. I mean, I thought you were going to put it at number one. Oh. But it's not mm-hmm. as cagey. It's not cagey. And I love Deadfall, so. It, and Vampire's Kiss is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's number three. It's not as, Vampire's Kiss should be as iconic as National Treasure is. Amen, amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so next week. You mentioned it earlier, is a movie called Lord of War. Lord of War, filmed in South Africa. We are going to learn more about that as a group next week. Aw, (laughs) how fun. We love learning together. If you're not careful, you might just learn something. To quote a famous rapist. (laughs) (laughs) That was the signature on the Bill Cosby show, I think. Oh, my. Yeah. (laughs) Well, then. (laughs) With that. With that note. (laughs) Please go watch our video. I can't say it enough. Yeah, and uh, the video is a minute and change. The, it's a minute and seventeen seconds. The commentary is two hours, so you yeah, don't have to you listen. Do to not that. need to do that. But why? I would not blame you if you. Yeah. I won't blame you if you don't watch the commentary. I will blame you if you don't watch the video. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> All right. Until next time, folks. Until then, and now you know why the Nick Cage bird sings. Thanks for listening. Take care. Oh, now. <laughs>